Welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. I'm Kojibu Bentum Williams. The VA Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. In today's episode, Muapelo Ladignani Lubi, a solo traveler and author of a travel memoir, A Safari Back to Self, Backpacking 54 Countries in Africa, narrates her fascinating travels in Africa, having literally covered the entire continent with public transport. Welcome to the Beauty Tourism Podcast, uh, and today I'll, I'll be speaking to Boy Pelo Latinyani Lubi, uh, as an African solo traveler, and she'll be telling us more about traveling in Africa, uh, and as a solo uh, traveler, and much more so as a, a lady. And so, good morning, Boy Pelo. Good morning, Kojo. Uh, how have you been? And I've been well. It's a lovely pleasure to be in your podcast great let me just help out there with my same name as well so okay, it's no, okay please go ahead do the introduction yourself okay so my name is Bibila Tadinyani Shubi I'm a solo traveler and an author of a travel memoir titled a safari back to self backpacking 54 countries in Africa so I've traveled to 54 of the 55 member states of Africa and uh, using public transport, crossing land borders, traveling alone and wrote a book about my experience just to share with the readers everything else that I went through and that I experienced, the beauty of it all. Wow, such a fascinating uh, story. And uh, I mean, it's a shame that we had only, you know, a few minutes or uh, a bit of a, a snap time at Africa Travel in Daba. But let me just start off with, uh, what was the uh, inspiration or what kind of motivated you into embarking on this uh, voyage? It started more with just curiosity. You know, like when, when I grew up, then... I was exposed a little bit to other African nationals that were working in the in my village. And I was just curious of how or why was it that these people that um, looked everything like the, everybody else in my village were a bit different somehow in maybe the way that they spoke. And yeah, so then I started getting curious. And as I grew older, I started to learn more about Africa. And I just wanted to see what lies outside the borders of South Africa. So then I started my journey. Oh, first, when I started traveling, I went to Botswana, was the first country I ever traveled to, to attend a wedding. And then I think um, that whole experience of experiencing a tradition in another country was something that I fell in love with and I wanted to see more of that across Africa. And I decided to take um, a trip that would cover eight countries at that moment where I got to visit, uh, staying, staying for an average of seven days in a, in a country. I went through to Namibia, Zambia, Zimbabwe. No, Namibia, Zambia, Malawi, Tanzania, Kenya, Ethiopia, 
Sudan and Egypt in that trip. And then I fell in love with what lied beyond my borders. And I just wanted, after that trip, I knew that I wanted to see the rest of the continent. And I went back, I was still working in corporate by then. I went back to work, uh, saved up some more and decided that one day when I have enough, I will quit so that I could do it continuously. And I chose to like move from one country after another because it was a cheaper option for me to travel that way than flying in one country and back to South Africa and the likes. Okay, interesting. But again, I mean, there are things that I still want to know about this, uh, 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 you know, motivation that pushed you into into embarking on this trip, not just on or uh, as a solo traveler by using the public transport. You know, what was your experience? You mean my experience with using public transport, right? Exactly. Across the board. Uh, yes. Okay. So what, what, for me, what, what public transport gave me was a chance to link with local people as I moved from one place to another. So I would be moving from, let's say, one country to the next and then Usually the people traveling in, in with me in that bus or in a taxi or whatever it would be, would be local people from either the country I was coming from or the one I was going to. And then I would start sharing my story. And then once people realized that I was traveling alone, then they would offer to um, help me find a cheaper accommodation, sometimes invite me into their homes. And just also it provided me with that safety of, having people that I was traveling with and being looked after. But also what I what amazed me about it as well was getting to realize that there's actually routes connecting the continent like that. Because like 90, more than 95% of my journey was done on road. And usually people seem to think that you cannot just drive around Africa like that. But yeah, so that's what I got out of it as well. And I, it gave me the, the chance to also experience landscape changes. Unlike when you just uh, land into one country and then move on to the next, I got to see how we move from one place to another, crossing so many rivers, more rivers than I actually realized we had in the continent. Ah, excellent. Now, uh, I know that a lot of these things and a lot of your testimony uh, from your your uh, incredible 54 <laughs> in the destination travels in Africa will be featured in this book. But uh, let's stay just a little bit around, uh, you know, the experience of, uh, you know, crossing borders. And yes, we know that in Europe is seamless and, you know, part of uh, the Americas, you know, as well. But if you can tell us how, for example, because I've done also quite a bit, you know, I've not done yours. I'm, I'm, I'm still hovering around 50, you know, thereabout. But to, to tell us how you can, I mean, for the land crossing, because it can be nightmare of an experience in Africa and what you think, because now let's look for solutions, because if you've done it, then it's, there's a whole potential for others to follow suit because often than now we just complain that uh, air access, which is which is true and which is which is key. But if there's an options that we can be able to build infrastructure, you know, along the uh, lines of train and coaches, why not? Tell me what you 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 uh, how you failed and how we can improve on that 
part of things. Okay. So yes, definitely the infrastructure. So as much as I was mentioning uh, in my previous, what I just said now is that we have roots, but then there, in most cases, they are in such bad conditions that I felt like they are there. All we need is infrastructure, the right infrastructure to make it easier and more feasible for somebody to be like, instead of flying, I would rather go by road. And then also when it comes to crossing borders, yeah, no, it's a true nightmare. It starts with just having to get visas for some countries, a long complicated process that sometimes you find, you feel like the officials that you're dealing with to get your visa, they don't even work together in terms of the requirements. And then once you get that visa, sometimes more expensive than you, you, you feel that it should be or that it should be, then you get to the border, you have your visa, and sometimes you find that the, the officials helping you or the immigration officials don't even know the visa or how it's supposed to look like or what, what it even gives you. So you get to the border, you have a tourist visa and you're still expected to pay certain things or even pay for the visa that you already have. And then it just turns into a long battle way. I'm trying to explain that, but I already have this thing and I got it from the embassy and all that. And then also, I also got to notice that even in the same country, sometimes, and this happened with several countries, you get into the country and then one official knows what's expected, knows that this is the, the visa. And then you, when you go out on the other border, they don't recognize it again. And then you have to go through that whole struggle again of having to explain and proving what this is about. And I just, for me, I wish that we could have the basic requirements that um, can be applied from one country to another. That way, even as a traveler, you already know what you need up front and you get there, you have it, everybody that's going to receive it, that being the uh, immigration officials, see it in the same light as you understand it in. Now, uh, if we thought solar traveling was even a, a, a problem, it's even quite a bigger problem if, if you are a lady or a, a woman. Uh, from your experience, and how can we improve on that destinations as a matter of fact? Uh, make it an uh, you know uh, important uh, issue and topic to address because in the last few uh, weeks and years we've, we've I mean we've had some of the unpleasant uh, stories and how you are looked uh, uh, you know by either the the locals or people living in the community. What what what's your take on that? Okay, um, when it comes to to. I think just the general welcome of tourists in our countries. I feel a lot has to still has to be done to make the community feel included somehow. Um, our communities need to understand firstly what tourism does for our countries, what tourists bring into the country, and then as a as, as a result, I feel then the general public would be able to know how to to treat um, a tourist when they encounter one. Luckily for me, I've, I've heard a lot of um, stories about female solo travelers, but from my own personal experience, I don't really have any any sad or, or bad things to share that I experienced. I was, um, I felt more safe in, in, in most situations, but I also will not take away the fact that 
in other cases you feel like um then you meet community members that are trying to extort from you for being um a tourist in a country or just maybe having their own um perception of what what you're looking for so as much as nothing of any danger happened to me i had like few instances where people would think because i was a female traveling alone i was looking for sexual favors and something like that but i i still was lucky enough that these people would then communicate it and i would clear my side of the story and then would leave it at that okay ah that's that sounds good i know there's a lot in this book and i entreat everyone to have a copy of this book where can we get this book is it on amazon okay. yeah yeah and um, the ebook is available on amazon and then the physical copy is currently available only at exclusive books south africa namibia and botswana for now i'm still trying to roll it out into other bookshops in in different countries and then i sell it directly via uh, dm on facebook and on instagram the handle is bipelo travels and also on whatsapp plus 27624880864 okay so it is it is when i just book my 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 copy you know so you have to rsvp one for for me and uh yeah i would uh, you know carry this message again uh, we can't go without talking about um uh and uh, a subject i think which featured in your travels as a solo traveler the issue of of either you know having to be checked in a hotel or uh, airbnb or booking or something what is the experience like because we've had also stories of some of either the listed properties which uh guests haven't had the, the that experience that was promised or was put out there what was your experience in all these four countries Okay. So for me because most of my accommodation was not pre-booked. So then I would get to a place and then based on on local recommendations then I would go to a certain place. So by then already I would be knowing what it's about and then also because my accommodation was not pre-booked I was able to get to a place and ask um like what is going what's on offer and then choose on there. So I didn't really have any situation where i booked something and then it turned out not to be what i expected it to be and also because my trip was more of a backpacking um trip low budget most of my accommodation was low budget so already i was not expecting too much and i got accommodation which is what mattered to me the most uh, what would you say was your highlight or how ha- were your highlights of the of um of your trips and i i know it's very tempting to say that what was your favorite <laughs> um for me it was noticing the similarities that we have across african countries as africans across the borders just how similar we are how more similar we are than we actually different and the the welcome that i received and just getting to also connect to people and and feel like you at home you know feel like you are you belong in i felt like i belonged in every country that i went to and 
just the similarities i felt like we are so similar that these are the things that we need to be working together to put out to the world to showcase to the world is is a unique point of who we are as africans and on uh, on that note uh, i know that you were very extremely uh, excited uh, you know having to witness the gastronomy conversation at africa travel uh, in daba right mm-hmm. yes i was i was and especially because of also the food that i got to 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 enjoy traveling across the different countries different cuisines and also even as much as we have so many different cuisines you find that they overlap from one country to another and also just how um organic without having to use the word organic our food is that in most places that I was at we got to go to the market on a daily basis to get food fresh from the farm or freshly slaughtered from somewhere or catch of the day for close to nothing in terms of cost and that was just amazing I got to enjoy that drinking fresh milk being welcomed with fresh milk in other countries such as Rwanda and just the fruits as well tropical fruits we have a lot of fruits that I didn't know about uh, that I got to experience and enjoy okay finally in one word what would your experience of Africa be what will your description of Africa be in one sentence beautiful warm and loving okay Wapelo, thank you so much for your time. And I entreat everyone to get a, a copy of this book for your uh, I mean for your reading, but also to uh, guide you as to the tips, because I'm sure it has all the tips and you know things that often than not you will not see unless you experience it. So thank you so much. And uh, it, it was good having you on the podcast. Thank you, Kojo. <laughs>